You're listening to AACTE Presents, the University Principal Preparation Initiative, a podcast designed to inspire learning opportunities and educational partnerships to create highly trained and qualified principals who will influence and shape their learning communities. Brought to you by the Wallace Foundation. There's no question that the role of a principal makes a powerful impact on the success of a school. They impact student outcomes and student learning, the school climate, and teacher outcomes, to name a few. Recent research attests that second to teachers, principals have the strongest educational influence on student outcomes, largely due to the impact they have on the teachers and the school climate. Their influence stretches across the entire school and trickles down into every classroom. And it's because of this immense level of influence that updated and relevant preparation for the role of the principal is critically important. Becky Herman, Senior Research Scientist at the RAND Corporation, speaks more on the evolution of the role of the principal and how prep programs therefore have to evolve as well. There's been a huge evolution in the role of principals in schools and not as big a revolution in the way that principals are being prepared to work in schools. So the principal's job has expanded exponentially. They're not only managers, but they're also instructional leaders. They're creating the climate for the school. And in many cases, they are inspirational leaders bringing the school together to improve student outcomes. And the principal preparation programs, some of them have taken into account what is known about the new elements of the principal's role and new ways of preparing principals, but many have not. So there are areas in which principal preparation programs can stand to improve, including bringing together both the research and the theory about the best ways to lead schools and practical hands-on approaches to implement that theory. So the direction in which principal programs can be going and which the most effective principal preparation programs are doing is to bring more practice into their program. So, for example, having instructors that have recent or current school leadership experiences, building a connection between the program and the districts they're working with so that the candidates who are in the program are getting a chance to practice the skill sets that they will need in their schools, and also to be able to bring to the programs what the districts need. So what often happens in the principal preparation is that the program prepares a principal, and then that candidate, that graduate, goes into the district and is not prepared to work in that district because the program didn't integrate what that district needs. And so when there's a more tight connection between the program and the district, then the program can be preparing principals who have the skill sets that are able to go right into that role and that responsibility. This collaboration Becky describes is ideal for candidates as it leads to better outcomes and better partnerships all around. But this structure is not without its organizational challenges, both at the university and the district levels. Universities tend to be staffed with faculty who teach their courses And these faculty are paid and are recognized for doing work that is related to their own research and for teaching classes. And so that doesn't always give those faculty an opportunity to spend some time really getting to know each individual district and each individual candidate to mentor the the candidates to the level at which we found in these programs was, was quite beneficial to the candidates. 
So in the UPPI work, that first year was really very much dedicated to the district teams and the district staff and the program staff and the state staff together reconceptualizing the program. So understanding what the program currently did, where there were gaps, where the restraints, and then thinking about what kind of candidate they wanted to graduate from the program, what kind of leader they wanted to graduate from the program, and really developing that common vision of what the district needed from a principal and what the university planned to prepare so that they had a common vision of what that principle should be. It took some time to do that envisioning because it required some deep thinking and a number of, of tools and processes. And that's something that a district, which is really often in a situation where they need to be responding to crises, it's hard for them to find that kind of time, that dedicated space to do that. Thankfully, even through these challenges, they were able to work together and prioritize this work of program redesign. And as a result, their findings proved to be very insightful and eye-opening for both university and district partners. One of the things that came out of those initial conversations was, I think, a little bit of a surprise on the part of the program that the ways in which they were preparing their candidates for the job in the district was not fully meeting the district needs. And I think a little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a learning on the part of the district about how programs operate and what are some of the the parameters, the institutional structures that facilitate or impede any kind of change to meet district needs. And as a result of these conversations, a better understanding was developed between the districts and the programs about ways they can work together. And one of the things that helped improve this engagement was doing a needs assessment in the first year where the programs ask the districts to help identify some of the gaps they're seeing. Doing that needs assessment helped the districts engage because they felt that they were really being heard. And that's not always the case. Making that kind of commitment to open up and listen was pretty instrumental in building that partnership and arriving at what were the things that were most important for both organizations. Given that there was an apparent need for more communication, collaboration, and partnerships between the districts and universities in order to more effectively equip and prepare principals to meet the current needs and demands, it's helpful to understand exactly what those disconnects were. To help us unpack these disconnects is someone who has been very involved in this process, Tim Drake, Assistant Professor of Education, Leadership, and Policy at North Carolina State University and also serves as their UPPI program director for the Wallace Grant. I think we always have the big concern that preparation programs are not reflecting the real work of the principal. That's a criticism of our field, is that we're using old syllabi that are stale. They're not reflective of the real work of school leaders. Our programs try to address this in three ways. The first way is to engage our students in high quality principal internships, kind of clinical internships, where they're doing the actual work of schools. And we really see throughout that experience where, you know, we're watching them closely. We have them every day complete at the end of day a log of how they're using their time. And that feeds a dashboard that their principal mentor can see. We can see their cohort director so we can see how they're using their time. They do weekly reflections on what they're learning through that experience. So these high quality internships, we really see over time that they move from observing what principals are doing 
to by the end engaging in that work themselves. And that's where the growth happens. That's the key. One of the big difficulties is just getting students to be able to engage in this work full time and have the compensation they need. So students receive leave and they're able to become those administrators and they're paid by the state. Throughout these internships and conversations with partners, the needs from both the principals and the districts started to become more clear. Tim shares one key insight that they learned as a result of these conversations. One of the big things that principals identified that they weren't getting before that they wanted our program to start to address was really thinking about innovation. And I remember a particular one of the area superintendents at Wake trying to articulate it this way. And I I remember like where I was and watching him do this. (laughs) But he said, you know, we need principals that are able to work within the rules and policies and the constraints that we impose, but at the same time, be out of the box thinkers to push into new domains and territories and ways of thinking. We need them to be innovative systems builders. And so that was a a program value and component that we started thinking about. How do we embed that, right? How do we think about new ways of thinking? And I think some of the ways we've tried to address that is doing school site visits to quote unquote innovative schools, schools that seem to be doing things differently. And those are both district-based schools as well as some charter schools, but it's helping our students start to see a vision for what this might look like. One important thing that had to be taken into consideration during the program redesign as these conversations between districts and universities were happening is the fact that not all districts have the same demographics and the same needs. There couldn't be a one-size-fits-all approach to this. It had to take into account the differentiations that occurred across each district in each state. Take Wake County, North Carolina, for instance, where Tim is located. They have one of the largest districts in the country. Tim shares more on how this was taken into consideration as the framework was being built out. One of the big challenges of having multiple partners, and think of our partnerships, we have a large urban, one of the largest in the country in Wake County. We have a rural suburban, sort of this mix of demographics, and then we have our northeast rural areas. And those are three very different partners to bring together. We engaged them initially in a design thinking approach toward building out what it is they define as an effective school leader. And we worked together. So what we did is for two full days, we were in schools. We were facilitated by an expert in design thinking, trying to answer the question, what does an effective leader know? What are they able to do? What are their dispositions? And we found that there was a lot of commonalities among that. And so that built out the sketch of our program framework. So that'll inform the curriculum. So that was coherent. That was kind of a coherent whole. But we also remember we're built on cohorts. And so each cohort and cohort director can respond to the unique contexts and situations of the districts. And we also asked our district partners not to teach in our program. We have faculty teach, but to create trainings and experiences that they require their cohorts to go through as part of that experience. And so Wake County has its own set of trainings and experiences that it wants the Wake cohort to go through that our other cohorts don't get. And so that was our way to sort of cater what they were receiving based on district needs. UPPI preparation programs like Tim's were able to identify and address gaps to meet the unique leadership requirements of its community's districts. 
However, as Tim mentions, not every school or district needs the same thing. That's why Becky Herman and her colleagues at RAND are continuing to synthesize and contextualize best practices for addressing those gaps. You can visit the Wallace website for more information on the upcoming release of this commissioned report. Thanks for joining us for this series on the University Principal Preparation Initiative. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who cares deeply about the future of education. So if you're interested in learning more about the work that the Wallace Foundation is doing to improve school leadership, you can visit our website at www.wallacefoundation.org and click on the Knowledge Center tab, where you'll find more resources about school leadership. We hope you'll join us again next time.